Hey, Sox fans. Welcome to Good Guys Talk Back, a local fan-centric Chicago White Sox podcast. Hosted by Nick Morowski and Pat Hester. Hey, Sox fans. Welcome back to Good Guys Talk Back. Hey, this is episode 248. I am Nick Morowski. This is a fan-centric Chicago White Sox podcast. Uh, we do this live on Sunday nights on the uh, Good Guys Talk Back YouTube channel. Uh, appreciate you jumping in, joining in the comments. Uh, you can find the audio absolutely everywhere uh, you find your podcasts. Uh, with me, uh, as always, my very good friend, lifelong Sox fan, Pat Hester. Hello, sir. Good evening, Nick. It's uh, it's a pleasure to talk to you. Tomorrow, Cyber Monday. Yeah. Uh, get your Good Guys Talk Back t-shirts by getting all inside Nick's DMs and sure. ordering up that t-shirt for still uh, a, a very uh, affordable $25, if if memory serves. So yep. just thought I'd get that out there right in the open right now. So people, uh, I don't want to I don't want to flood you with uh, orders, Nick, and distract you from the show. Yeah. But uh, I'd like to get that out in the into the world right now before we start. It's smart. Uh, and, and there have been uh, shirts that have already been shipped out and have been received. Uh, there are oh, really? It didn't, yeah. it didn't update me with the sales. Yeah. I was gonna... We usually have a sales meeting on on, uh, on Thursdays. We had to push it for the holidays. Yeah. So I wasn't yeah, I'll, I'll get you the new numbers uh, as soon as possible. But uh, shirts are out there in the wild. They've been received. And I have a few uh, heading out early this coming week. So Wow, look at that. Yeah, well, that, that means that demand is 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 high and the supply yeah. is low. So maybe we should raise the price. Mm, no, we're going to. You know what? No, I'm going to keep it at uh, 25 right to your door. So I see, wow. I'm seeing what you're doing there. Yeah. Nope. Look at you. You're so generous this time of year. It's the holiday season. Uh, it's now it's it is. absolutely it, it sure is now. It, it now is. Um Pat, you know, I was uh you know g- gathered with my family uh for Thanksgiving mm-hmm. as a, as you were and um, as so many listeners probably were. Um and you know, this time of year, you're 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 with friends, you're with family that you haven't maybe seen in a while. And I, I mentioned this in a previous episode, you kind of go right back to a comfort zone. And mine is White Sox baseball. And we're talking socks. You haven't seen an uncle or an aunt or a cousin or somebody in a while. What's happening? How you know, how was your experiences from last season? You know, what what off-season stuff, uh, hopes, all that kind of stuff is discussed usually around this time, you know, kind of Halloween to to January 1st when you're seeing everybody. And I get it. Winter meetings haven't started up yet. That'll be uh, next week. We have had the general managers meetings. There's been some rumors and everything. So there's maybe not a lot to, to get to, but I'm telling you, Pat, and I don't know if you felt, and I'm not surprised by this. I don't know if this happened to you as well, but there was not a lot of White Sox conversation at all in my family you know gathering through for the whole weekend uh there's not a lot out there and i just don't know if there's a lot of excitement and it's it's both of that with a lot of other stuff very little white Sox generated conversation 
Yeah, I, I, I'd agree with that. And I, I had, uh, I was talking with my dad and he, and he was asking me my thoughts. I said, just listen to the show. What, what do I need to tell you? <laughs> you well, I just put it on. Listen, go. what do you need me to tell you? Right now? I'm just kidding. He's an avid listener. He'll probably listen to this show. Uh, you know what? There isn't a lot to get excited about or talk about. There's the, the rumors that the hot stove really hasn't really gotten any kind of uh, heat to it yet. You know, it's just right on a, maybe not even a simmer, if you will. Maybe even the the pilot light isn't even on yet. Yeah. So I think once we get through um, the winter meetings here, things will start to to you know coagulate a little bit, come together. But um, yeah, I mean the holiday kind of stops everything, right? The the Thanksgiving holiday. I don't think there's a lot that usually traditionally goes on. Seemingly, some things will get done right before the holiday, and then there's there's a break. I think just uh, you know um, uh, common. This time of year where there's not much much happening before the winter meetings. Um, so it is what it is, Nick. But it, discussions around the, the the family with the White Sox was, uh, I mean, it's just kind of shrug of the shoulders, right? Sure. It's, it's a lukewarm yeah. conversation. There isn't really that much excitement right now. So, you know, that could change. I, I don't know what, you know, what could uh, bring about some excitement to the fan base right now, but. It is a very lukewarm situation with with the group and uh, with amongst the fans, amongst you and I, amongst people that cover the team. So just kind of scratching at things to glean to right now to talk about and and maybe to kind of project what this offseason might look like. Yeah, you know, it's it's usually like, a, you know, someone in your life, family, relative, friend, whatever, some connection, some socks connection that you haven't seen maybe in, in quite some time you get together for the holidays and it's always that one person every year. It's like, you know, uh, Hey, they get an arm and they get a bat. And, and I like this Sox team. I, who, I like who this your team. family is saying who, who said that this past nobody. That's what I'm saying. None? Nobody, not a nobody one is saying that nobody is saying that this year, but in, in years past, yeah. there's always been like, you know, you're, uh, I, I think if they just added one more arm, you know, or if they just, if they got that one thing figured out, I'm really liking this team. I've heard that over the last several years. Nothing even close to that uh, at all this season. And I get it. It's completely understandable. We have you in the past. Have you been inviting Hawk Harrelson to family outings? Because usually that would be, that's like, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, Nick Murawski, this, first of all, this dressing is fantastic. Second of all, we get one more he's arm. A dressing guy, uh, he's a dressing right guy. Not a Their dressing does make or break the the whole meal. By the way, sure. it was fantastic this year. Shout out to my mom. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was Nick. I don't know really where what to say or where to begin with that. I mean, the fan base is lethargic, and it could it could use a shot, and maybe a shot in one way or the other, like. I don't know the the Paul DeYoung, you know, discussion. I'm sure yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. I know that. we're going to yeah. get to that, but you know, does that really do anything for you? Would you rather just have it go the other way and just be complete dumpster fire and and know that the direction of the team is going to be a, a total teardown rebuild? I don't know. I think you and I, and I think a lot of the fans are just kind of in this holding pattern of what really is the direction? Because everyone, everybody wants to label it something, right? We talked a sure. lot about it last week. Is it the retool, the rebuild, what I think the fans really want to know what they're in for, not only this year, but for maybe two or three years to come. 
Are, are, do I have to be prepare myself to endure and, and be ready for the losses that are that are going to be on the schedule? You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, I get I get what you're saying. So it could be a shot, like a, a negative shot, uh, and we've all yeah. had those folks uh, in our lives. Uh, trust me, uh, I was there many years ago. Uh, a negative shot of you know, well, one of our core guys, quote unquote, is gone, and it's something something to shake up the system. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think that's got to happen. There's a lot of rumors of that. Uh, possibly happening. Now you were talking about preparing and, and, you know, what could we prepare for? And it, and it led me to your conversation, your, your kind of feedback, your notes from when you were at guaranteed rate uh, for your meeting with ESPN 1000 and, and hearing about no socks fest, this isn't happening. And, and one of the reasons was, well, you know, we don't know who is going to if we're going to have a general manager, we didn't know what players to promote. Is, am I framing it kind of in a, yeah, an and, and you, you think about it, Nick, from a, uh, from a, and I, and I, I'm glad you brought this back up because, you know, when you, when you look at it and from a fan perspective, it's like, that that's a lame excuse. What do you mean? Why can't you do this? That, that, that seems wrong, but I can, from a like event planning uh, situation, somebody has got to do that, right? Somebody has got to, make up the the point of sale to put up this the the banner somebody's got to make up the you know the the copy that's going to go over radio stations to promote the thing or somebody's got to create a commercial that's going to go over you know NBC Sports Chicago to promote the event and if you're in a situation where you really have no clue on what your team is going to look like who you're going to have available who might be at, at a speaking event i could kind of buy the fact that Listen, it does. Maybe the years before, you know, okay, the, the 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 first year was COVID, and that's understandable. Uh, the next year was, man, eh, we're still COVID uh, concerned. Okay, really, are we really still there yet? And, and then now you run into this, and it's like we just need to have one that everybody else has a fan convention. Um, and then this is the excuse you get. Part of me can kind of get it, like. Can you really plan? Mm. Think about how hard it is to plan anything. You just hosted Thanksgiving. How hard yeah. was it to plan an event just to have people that you know come over to eat at your house? It's a lot of prep that goes into it just to have a meal with people. So I can understand, like, if you don't really know who's going to be around, who your general manager is, and really what your direction is of your team. Like, if you're expecting fans to come out and you're saying, come in and, you know, how are you going to sell it? Is the, the selling point, come on out, we're going to talk about how we're going to turn around next year, or is it, come on out, we're going to talk about a bunch of guys you don't know? I, I don't know. So it's, it, it's a little bit of an interesting thought that I had after the fact, after we talked about it, of like, okay, I can kind of, I can kind of get why they maybe would use that as an, as an opportunity, as an excuse, I guess. So I, I was thinking a little bit more uh, about that and, uh, okay. Yeah. That, that was their reason. And, and, uh, you know, you could, you can chip away at that and you can make arguments, but then I started to think, well, what other planning needs to go, you know, in for, for a team and it's, it's stadium giveaways, you know, I track those, uh, yeah. and you know, like uh, those are uh, appointment, uh, you know, attendance for me, especially bobbleheads. That stuff's got to get planned well in advance. You know, if you're going to make a mold of a player and, and all that stuff and the marketing that goes into a bobblehead or some of these other elaborate stadium giveaways, well, that that's what? 
eight, 10, a, a year in advance. So are you telling me that, again, and I'm not trying to massacre you know you for being the messenger here at all, but are you telling me that there's no giveaways this coming year because they don't know what players we're going to be on the team in 2024 to promote because all that stuff should have been already done by now. Yeah. I, I would say that you're going to get a whole lot of uh, different versions of Luis Robert Jr. bobbleheads. Now. <laughs> yeah. Every uniform they've ever worn right. in, their, in their history. Here's Luis Robert Jr. in the 1919. In different, in different poses, you know, one will be defensive, yeah. one may be stealing a base, uh, you know, uh, with glasses, without glasses, right, right. there's all yeah. kinds of things you can do. Yeah. Diving uh, catch, hitting a home run. Boom. Lots that's, that's stuff. about it. Right. It's just, yeah. uh, you know, a whole series of Luis Robert jr. Stuff. Um, well, they've done, you know, fun stuff in the past, you know, they'll have like a, a Marvel night or a star Wars night. I'm sure they can do some cool stuff with that. They can probably do like a Roger Bossard, uh bobblehead, a Gene Honda. Why not? Uh, Brian, thank you so much. Corey Lee bobblehead. Get ready for it. Uh, <laughs> get ready for your Corey Lee bobblehead. Um, get those tickets. Line up for those. Uh, that's usually a January or February single uh, single game ticket. Yeah, I, I mean, I just was thinking of that. You know, when you were explaining it, and I understand you, to, to, to promote something big like that, if you're going to have a Q&A, if you're going to have a panel, you kind of need to know who's going to be around. Or you could just have a fest. Hey, Sox fans, just get together and we'll throw out our usuals. Jim Tomey, Harold Baines, Bo Jackson, and, and you know, you're, you're the greatest hits from the past. You know, yeah. Ian, whomever. If you're concerned about really having the panel and everything and who you're going to hype with, okay, I get that. But and when it comes to the to giveaways, and that's huge for this for this team, it's going to have to be in 2024. Well, why else are you going to this, you know, to see this team get together with some friends? Sure. You know, have a couple drinks, what have you. But it's really the giveaways. I think that's going to draw a lot of people. So if you don't know who's going to be on, so have you not made anything? And, and, I, and I think really it is just Luis Robert Jr. back to back to back to back. Yeah, I, I and maybe uh, maybe not so many bobbleheads this year, Nick. Maybe it's more, um, you know, maybe it's magnetic a hockey schedules, jersey. More magnetic group. schedules? Could that be more, possible? I, yeah, you can. Wall calendars? Magnetic schedules, you know, for that college dorm room, uh, you know, refrigerator. You don't want a big uh, magnet on that one. You right. need a smaller one. Right. You can do the hockey jersey, uh, football jersey, oh, and sure. basketball jersey, White Sox versions of that. Yeah, you know, halfway to St. Patrick's Day, quarter oh, the course. way to St. Patrick's Day, uh, almost St. Patrick's Day, <laughs> different. Yeah, some Kelly Green hats. Throw those back out there, Nick. Yeah, I mean, we don't want to do do Brooks Boyer's job for him. I mean, let's let's not do this for free. So yeah. I think we've covered it. We we can come up with a lot of great giveaways. You and I. Uh, there, there is a Nancy Faust bobblehead. Uh, it's out there. It exists. Uh, I own one. Uh, it, I think it was during her last, uh, her last year. Was that 2010? I, I don't want to get that, right. that date wrong. I'm calling 2010 was her last year. I'm sure somebody's got that uh, in wow. the chat, but yeah. Um, they did that for her and it was, uh, yeah, I've got it sitting there on, on the shelf right here. Uh, no Gene Honda though. I don't think there was ever a Gene Honda. I think we need a gene hunted and, and, and <laughs> right. Brian says gun night. I, you know what? Um, maybe, 
maybe maybe gun night um that would be something that they would bring up at a meeting um certainly to be talked about uh forensics evidence night um let's, forensics. let's have maybe you know when the the uh you know when you watch a cop show and they put the like the the little um yellow cones by the nut with the numbers by the oh, bullet shells yeah. maybe that's a great giveaway oh sure chalk just a, in a chalk bag, just night. in case something happens to somebody that you uh, attend a game with um yeah. There you go. Boom. What a great yeah. way to, what a great selfie. Here's me and my friend in their chocolate. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, the list just kind of writes itself. Um, so yeah, well, I mean, we'll see. I, I, I feel like, I don't know if it's right now, but it's, it's soon. And maybe that's because there's been sax fests. Uh, well, there hasn't been in a while, but in this winter ish time, you know, like with the, 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 uh, winter meetings happening soon and, you know, I feel like sometimes there's some early teases of, of what the promos might look like uh, in the following season. But well, because the schedule's already that, out, you yeah. know. If um, anybody's going to be first on it and first to tweet about it, uh, I'm going to bank on you, my friend. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I'll be following this uh, development closely. Uh, something else that's out there that you can follow, and boy, there's, there's always uh these are always plentiful i feel like every off season are, are these workout videos do, do you watch these workout videos <laughs> pat of you know players what's happening who they're paired up with where are they you know doing their off season training i remember the romy gonzalez stuff from last off season there's always you know there's always a a bunch of workout videos uh, and i just came across one recently of Oscar Colas uh, working out, I guess, with Luis Robert Jr. And they're doing all these different, you know, high jump stuff and, and medicine ball and, uh, uh, you know, jump rope maybe and, and sprints. And it, hey, there's a good workout going on. There, there's no question about that. Mm -hmm. they, are, they are having themselves a workout. Um, how that relates to hitting a cutoff man or laying off uh, a pitch that's three feet out of the zone. I have no idea, but Hey, they're getting a good workout. in. Th that's all I could say about those videos. Yeah. The only thing I would say that is uh, positive out of that is, is maybe uh, there's a situation where Luis Robert jr. Is taking a young guy under his wing a little bit more. Yeah. And maybe, I like and, it. and maybe yeah. I'm looking way too far into this, Nick, other than what it is. If two guys just, you know, working up a sweat. I have no idea. Is it wrong? Is it Is wrong? It wrong? For, uh, for two teammates <laughs> to just work up a sweat. Oh, hey, no. Anywho, uh, but I would. I was thinking about this the other day. You know, now that Luis Robert Jr. really only has to man one and a half positions rather than two, where he was before, right? Because yeah. he, he, you yeah. know, you can say what you want about Andrew Benintendi and his lack of power, and maybe we overpaid for a guy that is just a guy, right? But he's <laughs> going to play an adequate or above average left field for you. So you don't really have to worry about that. So Luis Robert Jr. can maybe concentrate more on his own position and helping out the guy uh, to his left. And maybe there's an opportunity for there uh, to be some growth there from Oscar Colas. If he if he's uh, going to follow someone and, and how to play an outfield position, now again, center and right field are not the same position by any means, but if you're going to, uh, you know, emulate it, it, an outfielder, you might as well try and do it against a, a former gold Glover. So that could be a good thing. I don't know. I, I'd rather see 
Oscar Colas like taking balls ricocheting off the wall and and making accurate throws and 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 things like that that would make make me more happy but um you know great I I, I think you and I really want Oscar Colas to succeed because we're so you know been deprived of a regular uh, right fielder for so long it would be great to have the solution right right there for us and we yeah. could stop talking about going out and getting this guy or that guy. It'd be great to have a homegrown talent there who's hits from the left side that's going to be successful. So, again, it, it might be just a workout video. I, I don't look too much into it other than than that. And, um, you know, that's what it is. But I'm hoping I'm hoping it's two guys bonding and I'm hoping it's it's Oscar Colas learning something from Luis Robert Jr. Yeah, I, I like that angle of. Uh, perhaps it's, it's this, maybe, I, I don't want to say father figure, but it's, you know what? Last year was rough. It was supposed to be rough. Uh, we all knew it was going to be rough. Uh, you were put into some difficult situations and like, 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 let's really try to figure this out, build a better foundation moving forward. Uh, hopefully that's what it is. And if that's how they want to do it, maybe it's not as, uh, eye-catching to be watching baseball's ricochet off the corner and then playing them <laughs> no, off the wall. No. Uh, you know, maybe it's not, uh, maybe it's not as uh, tantalizing to be watching a player just taking pitches uh, in the patience of that. Maybe they have to have these shirtless workout videos. So that's what they need out there. Uh, so yeah, whatever that is, uh, if that's just, Hey, we're bonding, we're getting along and the boring stuff, the, the stuff that uh, Sox fans should really care about uh, that's on the cutting room floor because it doesn't really get uh, generate clicks. But this workout video of us jumping through these squares and uh, all this other stuff, you should watch this. This is great. So. And, and, you know, going back to Oscar Colas, uh, not to give the guy a pass because he was brutal for the most part in right field. Um, but I, I was thinking about this too. You know, not only was playing in that ballpark for as many games as he played at home, um, new for him and learning just of how to feel comfortable playing at home with, you know, a different line, a line drive and that ballpark is different every time or it, it you know, it's it, the, every fly ball is going to be slightly different. Then you're going and playing in different ballparks. So the angles on everything and how he's adjusting to pitchers mm -hmm. and how yeah. he should be making that first step. I always remember Lance Johnson talking about, you know, having that great first step and having that great instinct when you're watching what pitch is coming up and where it might go. And you're having that anticipation. All of that was new to him last year. I just hope that he's learned a little bit. He's, I, I don't expect him to be a gold glove right fielder anytime soon, but man, if he could be just, you know, an the average fundamentals, fielder. If he could do the fundamentals. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. that's where the and, bar and has, then, that's the has been we at for hoping. most of our corner outfielders forever. Yeah. 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 And then just be what we were hoping for from, from the plate. Right. Cause uh, we've lived with enough terrible defense, but then again, I don't know that this general manager, as it was mentioned in the chat, I can't remember by who, but um, I don't think Getz is going to stand for uh, just subpar defense anymore. So maybe the, sh the leash is short for him if he doesn't improve, but maybe we've yeah, gone down I, too much of a rabbit hole with Oscar Colas on this snowy uh, November night. Uh, no, I, I, I get all that. And if, if gets <gasps> is true to his word, and I think we've both been saying this from the get go, I, I'm not talking about like 
do I believe in Getz or any of this stuff, but if Getz goes out and does what he says he's going to do, he wants to get more athletic. He wants speed. He wants, you know, better everything, which is a tall task, uh, especially with what happened with the White Sox in 2023. And that's where he goes. And he actually does those things and is trying his best to, to achieve it. Yeah, I got to give him credit. You know, if that's yeah. really what you're trying to build, I, who am I to say if that's right or wrong? Like, this is your thing. Go for it. Uh, so th there were a couple of acquisitions this past week since the last time we talked. Uh, Sachs signed a right-hander, uh, Justin Anderson. Uh, he's going to be assigned to AAA Charlotte. Um, could, could get an invite to major league spring training, 31 years old, uh, not really impressive. Uh, his numbers, uh, kind of out of the, uh, a pen is what I think they're going to use him if they use him. Uh, but the, the biggie, uh, the big one, if you want to call it, uh, was the Paul DeYoung signing. Uh, and he is, uh, He's a local boy, somewhat, Pat. Uh, grew up mm -hmm. uh, in the Antioch High School area, uh, in the middle school area. Uh, middle school, I think he came to Illinois, went to high school at Antioch, went to uh, Illinois State University, uh, played for the Cardinals, Blue Jays, and Giants. Uh, uh, last season, uh, slumped offensively, uh, 207, 258, 355, with a 602 OPS and a 127 games. So uh, he could be your shortstop, middle infielder. Uh, he's 30 years old. And, uh, you know, to me, Pat, Sacks aren't going anywhere in 2024. All right. I, I really don't care who's playing shortstop. Like, mm -hmm. I care, but I don't think they're the, whatever's happening in 2024 is not the future. And, and I hope they don't rush Colson Montgomery. You know, there, there are people that are tap like they're they're dialed in way more than I am on Colson Montgomery. You know, Ian Eskridge joins he and Danny Miller, Fox, James Fox. I mean, they they are in it on these guys. And there's so many others that do a great job following the, the youngsters. And I'm hearing amazing things. I've been burned too many times. One thing I know is I, I, there's no sense in rushing Colson Montgomery. That's the one thing I know. Just me. Don't rush that guy. No need to. Yeah. So whoever's playing shortstop in 2024, you're, you're kind of just a placeholder, man. Yeah, I, and I don't think they will rush Colson Montgomery. And I think even if he comes up and gets some uh, time in, in a September call-up, I don't think it's a rush to get him in. You know, I think it's more of a... Let's get him some experience up here and see some major league pitching rather than, you know, this is, uh, you know, trying to rush to get him into the lineup every day. I think that's okay. And I don't think there's anything wrong with uh, getting him some experience around veterans and, and especially a veteran like a, like a DeYoung, right? If he was able to come up at that time and see how it's done at a, at a major league level and see how our short spot can, comports himself on a day in and day out basis to prepare himself. I think that's okay. I don't foresee them rushing uh, Montgomery unless you've always heard it. And I've heard it too. You know, uh, uh, somebody in spring training will force the team's hand. Like they've played so well. We can't leave this guy here. There's no reason. Answer. He, yeah. <laughs> stop. Stop. You have to run a laugh now. I you apologize. Can't, you have it's, to stop doing that kind of that. stuff. I know. 
Um, but I, I don't even think that would get him uh, on the major league club this year. If, if he had just a outstanding spring in it, I, I if this was a, again, if this was a contending team and there was a spot for him and he was contending for uh, the shortstop position and you could weather the, the ups and downs of a, of a rookie player starting at shortstop every day, maybe you could do that. And then maybe the, he, he wins a spot and he gets, you know, makes a major league club and you can, you can kind of have that luxury if you will, to let him learn on the job. But there's, there's no reason to, to do that. In my opinion, with this situation, the Sox are in. Yeah. Yeah. I, I absolutely agree. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know, you know, I, I don't, the needle wasn't moved very much with the young signing uh, joining obviously Nikki Lopez is these kind of, I, I guess gets is, is trying to flesh out what he wants. You know, yeah. these, these aren't, these aren't terrible misses from the, from the target from gets target in my mind, not at all. Yeah. If he's trying to get maybe a little bit more defensive savvy, maybe some speed, this, that, and the other, I, uh, offensively, probably, you know, you're, you're definitely not bringing the power, but again, we talked about that. That might not be what he's trying to build. It's like, we, we kind of tried to build that. Uh, it didn't work for some reason. Yes. You need home runs. Yes. You need home runs with men on base, but this is the type of baseball I'm trying to play again. So gets is filling out that roster or at least trying to, uh, with these cer- certain guys here. Um, there, there were a couple uh, little mini articles, uh, blurbs, maybe you want to call them, that I, I kind of chased down or went after. And, and I'm starting to see a theme a little bit. Uh, this was from Mark Feinsand uh, of MLB.com. Uh, and, and he was making a match uh, every team with, you know, a, a baseball a free agent out there. And, uh, you know, this is uh, I've been hearing this and reading about it. You have two folks, Pat, you have uh, listeners. Uh, Chicago White Sox would be matched with Whit Merrifield. Uh, and this is what <laughs> Feinstein wrote up. Uh, Elvis Andrus is a free agent, leaving a potential hole at second base. Merrifield uh, could fill that spot, though his uh, positional flexibility, uh, he can also play all three outfield spots, makes him an appealing player for many rosters. The White Sox will likely target starting pitching this winter, uh, but Merrifield would be an asset to the roster. So. You know, we, we talked a little Merrifield and, and Salvi Perez uh, right when the season ended. If you're between those two guys, I think if you told me the Sox are going to get with Merrifield and not Perez, I think I could stomach the, the Merrifield situation because of maybe the versatility that he can play multiple positions in this type of situation that the Sox are in right now where, come on. I mean, really, 2024, maybe even 2025, let's be honest with ourselves. Merrifield, you know, he's durable. He, he can play your corners. He can play second base. He knows Grafol. He's a, he's a former Royal, which is really the most important part of it. Uh, that that I, can, I can get behind. Uh, I'm okay with it. Uh, listen, at this point, again, I've kind of gotten past the um, – you know, the, the fact that this team is going to be built in, in a Royals image, it, it, that is what it is. Um, 
again, I guess we could look back to when the Royals were good um, and and went to back to back World Series. If you if you could tell me that it'll turn into that eventually, and somehow the the fruits of this labor would be back to back World Series, that would be great. I don't think a, a Whit Mirafield is going to put us over the top in any way, shape, or form. But you do need guys. You got to have guys. Gotta have guys. You, you, you know, gotta you got to have guys. guys to fill out a roster. Um, but eventually you got to have some stars, you know, every, every league and every team that's successful is, is led by superstars and, and not just one or two. And in, in baseball feels like you have to have multiple in different areas, right? It's got to be one or two stars on the mound, you know, three or four stars in your lineup. You got to have two or three stars in your, in your bullpen. So, um, you've got, you've got brick and mortar guys right now. Nick, you know, you, you're talking about guys like DeYoung and your Nicky Lopez's of the world and and now possibly, you know, you know, talking about Whit Merrifield. These these are brick and mortar type guys. Are They're these, not uh, one of my favorite uh, one of my favorite terms Pat, is a uh, uh, hard hat and lunch pail guys. Are these are yeah. these uh, that was always my favorite like kind of and maybe it happens in other cities but like the Chicago sports talk like hey, he's a he's a hard hat lunch pail guy. That He's guy just right going to bring his lunch to work every day and and <laughs> go to work. Is, is that would you fall the with Lopez? I, and I and see very few people actually bring their lunch. I, I work in Chicago every day. I'm in an office every day. I'm the only person that brings my right. lunch to work every day. Okay, well, you're a white collar guy. You're not a blue collar guy. You know, on your feet all day. You know, having to. Well, having I, to I mean, I, I bring my lunch cuisine in uh, into the office. <laughs> cuisine. Put it in the microwave. Every day, Nick. Uh, I'm not. I'm not even kidding. Really, oh, it, looks fantastic. it can't be the same meal, though. It's got to be. You got to. Oh, never, never. But it's the convenience. Right. I right out of the no fridge, course. boom, into the into yeah. the backpack, and off to work yeah. I go with my lean cuisine. Good for you. Good for you. You're a dying breed, Pat. Never change. Uh, I've told you that several times. So I you keep doing that. Uh, I will. Yeah. So I, I get what you're saying, and I agree with you. Yeah, you know, it's nothing flashy right now. It's just uh, these are guys to 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 fill out a roster, but also to continue the the vision. Uh, so we don't have superstars, maybe a plenty, maybe future superstar Nikki Lopez. I I, I don't know. Uh, caught this quote from him uh, this past week. Uh, this was Lopez uh, talking about the White Sox. You know, he just. Uh, just came over to the south side. Obviously, uh, some pitchers have left and maybe a position player here and there. There's no reason uh, why we can't compete for the AL Central. Uh, now, he sounds like somebody I might have been talking to uh, at a holiday gathering a couple of years ago. Uh, very optimistic, mm -hmm. uh, Nicky Lopez. Uh, I think you have to be when you join a new team, but you can't honestly think that. I don't know. Well, he got the memo. They sent him the memo that says um, everybody must say that we can compete in this division. We will not be expending a lot of money. So you you look around and we're in the the AL Central and we can compete. And he's like, okay, I guess I, I have to do this to get my first check. So this will be what I say. <laughs> yeah, um, I think you're right on with that. Uh, no reason why we can't compete for the AL Central. Yeah, there's a lot of little, little things here and there. Uh, the list is growing longer and longer, you know, as, as the calendar keeps kind of, uh, you know, ticking one day at a time here. But again, winter meetings haven't started yet. They'll kick off next week, uh, early uh, December. 
And you never know. Uh, I've heard the Sox could be active. Uh, you've heard the rumors of Cease and, and Aloy and uh, Feinsand saying they're going after starting pitching. Uh, where are they going after that starting pitching and, and how much are they paying for it is a whole different uh, scenario here. Uh, well, this from, I look at, yeah, I, I look at I don't mean to cut you off, but I, I look at oh, the no, starting no. pitching that they go after is going to be uh, similar guys want, you know, lunch pail and go to work brick and mortar guys, right? Yeah. Not, there's nothing to be flashy there. So. I, I agree with you. I, I agree with that. I, I do not believe uh, this is a superstar off season for the Sox. You know, if it was a different situation and they really were going to be competing in 2024, you know, me go after pitching, you know, go after some of that pitching and it's available. You're going to have to pay. And the market's crazy right now. It's kind of being set. You're going to have to pay some money. Sacks don't pay money for pitching and a lot of other things, but that's what it is. That is the market. If you want to compete, okay, and if you want those horses in your stable, that's what you got to pay. And I, I'm a pitching guy, and if that's what you want to do or what you should do, in my opinion, you're going to have to pay that. And I, I don't think that's going to – that's not what's going to happen here this offseason. Uh, Will Leach uh, from MLB.com, uh, White Sox, a new direction. It's going to be a tumultuous year or two uh, for the White Sox and their fans, uh, one suspects. But it's now clear that the last era, the one that was supposed to be the peak era, just didn't work out. It's clearly time for a reset. Uh, so another another phrase that is reset. not rebuild. Yeah, reset. Um, just time for a reset. Everybody's tipping around. Like, just call it. Just call it. It's a rebuild. Now, because they're not getting rid of everybody and they're not going to get rid of uh, Luis Robert Jr., we, we can't call it officially a rebuild. I, I don't know about that. Yeah, interesting. I think of re when, I re when I think of reset is remember when I don't know what gaming system you had growing up, Nick, but you take the game cartridge out of, uh, of the gaming system, and you blow on it. Oh, sure. Yeah. Get the dust out and you put it back in. That was that's like a reset. This this yeah. feels like a little bit more than a, a pull out the cartridge and blow. Or or <laughs> sorry. Or if uh no, you're 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 just fine. Or if you were losing at a certain point and like the time was running out, uh -huh. you would kind of like jerk the con controller and it Excuse would <laughs> it would shut the game off. Oh, okay. gotcha. Gotcha. Now, if you're if, if you're blowing the cartridge situation uh -huh. uh, didn't yeah. work, you use uh, rubbing alcohol. Do you use right. this? Of course, the, rub it. Cotton ball. Uh huh. Got it. All of this can be taken way out of context, but uh, if you're just jumping in here on the YouTube channel, it's uh, we're talking gaming systems and how to reset them. Or we may have to change them. our ratings. <laughs> I'll take care of that. You you don't worry your head on that. Oh, I never uh, do. I don't worry about <laughs> anything. I'll take care of all that. Um, so, you know, with the rumors of like Cease and, and Aloy and, you know, uh, others potentially, do, do you ever, uh, as, a, as a Sox fan, do you ever wish like, oh, I, I want this, this player that's on the Sox, I want them to go to this team. Like, I'd love for them to be matched up over there or uh, I, I really hope for them to go over there. I mean, do you ever... Do you ever feel like that for their way benefit so they'd have an opportunity to win somewhere? Or, uh, perhaps, or, or maybe you've got a bit of a, you know, a second or third, you know, 
favorite team and you're uh, that's kind of on my favorite national league team or a relative is in this city and I'd like for them to experience this player over there as their hometown team. You know, I can't say honestly, Nick, that that has ever crossed my mind. I think if a player that I root for in, in my, in my older age now, in my younger years, I would never want anybody to go ever. It'd be like, and it was devastating when they were not on the team anymore. So in my older age, it's, okay, I don't really care where they go. Tell me what we're getting back for them. And, and can I envision uh, their, a future there with this, with this person that we, we picked up? Uh, is this person going to be on the team when, we, when we're winning again? Are they going to be part of a, or are they just, again, to fill out uh, a uniform for a to period of time? Or is this actually going to lead to something down the road? And can I start to do the, math in my head on other guys and where they're at in their careers. And when can I really start to project this team to, to think about, okay, this is when the winning possibly could happen. This is when they were on the roller coaster going up. I, I can't say that, well, I hope this person just goes there because I, it'll make them happy. Let's be honest. These guys are making a lot of money. I'm sure they all want to win, uh, but they'll be handsomely paid wherever they go. Most of them will be, regardless of if they're superstars or or average players. Um, doesn't doesn't mean that money provides all their happiness in their life, but um, I, I think you know if they're getting paid and paid well um, where they play in these days, probably doesn't matter all too much to them. So why should it matter too much to me? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, it doesn't really cross my mind too much of, oh, I want to find a perfect landing spot for Cease or Aloy. It, it really, it's just the return. You know, what team has a rich farm system? What team has what we need to fill out our roster so we can be most competitive uh, as soon as possible in whatever vision that Chris gets and company uh, has so now I will say though if they got traded at the deadline to to a contender and it was a player that I liked I, I will watch them in the playoffs and hope that that they do well but there's there's not like oh I hope they go to this team so they can experience like I don't want to see players like go to the Yankees because you feel good about the you know not the, not the Yankees are winning tons of World Series these days but you know I don't really but if they went somewhere and I could see them actually contend. At the after the trade deadline or something, then I guess, but I don't hope for that. I, if that makes sense, yeah. No, I trade deadline. I think you got to have a better sense of who's in it, who's not, and maybe a, a veteran that you've had on a team. Your 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 club's going nowhere, but there's a chance that this veteran might be able to get you know chase a ring, so to speak, and you can you could see better things for that player. Like why yeah. selfishly just hold on, go to this team. Uh, you're going to find happiness through a championship. We think, you know, I, I, I get that. Uh, so Pat, you know, next week uh, we are going to celebrate the beginning of season six, believe it Ooh. or not on this, uh, on this podcast. Um, we are knocking on the door of episode 250, which is insane uh, in the independent uh, white Sox podcast world. Uh, it has been a wild, wild ride. And this this time right here in the off season of 2018, when this podcast was was kind of born, the articles you talk about rumors and articles, it was not only White Sox going after Manny Machado, 
but White Sox are also going after Bryce Harper. And there is a way that they're going to get them both to the south side. That that is that was what was happening in the off season of 2018. That's how the podcast kind of started, mm -hmm. looking at images of Manny Machado's glove, black, white. Oh my goodness! Oh boy, watch out now. I I, I think that I, if that's what it what I think it means. We're in for a real treat here. Um, so five years, man, to 2018. It's crazy to think about that. And I just feel like we I haven't recovered quite. And I don't know if I ever will. Uh, well, you hold on to things. Um, <laughs> I know that about you. Uh, you like to Your hold fault. it dear. Uh, yeah. And it was funny because, you know, we, when when we were talking about it and maybe even before I joined this podcast, that's a fun trivia question. I wasn't the original yeah. uh, sidekick of this show. Sure. But, um, you know, even just you and I talking, it was, you know, wow, this would be great to get one of these guys. And it was the accelerate the timeline on the rebuild because we were in the rebuild at that point. Yeah. And and you do that and it, it went from a, you know, four or five year plan to maybe shaving it down to a three year plan. And it's like we could we could win now. Right. And you mm -hmm. could, you, the stars were aligning. You were thinking and dreaming of having a star of that caliber or stars of that, that caliber in your lineup every day. And, and just the, the, the conversation that was had about who would you rather have, if you can only have one, who would you rather have? What, what makes much, what makes more sense? Um, you know, from, uh, from this perspective, Manny Machado seen as a bad guy. Does that make a difference to you? You know, Bryce Harper seems like kind of a, a razzle dazzle guy. Do you want that? hot dog on your team type of thing. And those are the great conversations that we had and not to land either one of them. It uh, was, was so deflating and disheartening uh, that we, again, we still talk about it to this day. Yeah. I don't, uh, I don't, you know, think about it every day. Most days I think about it uh, and, and how it went so horribly wrong and, and just Harper was the guy for me. Mm -hmm. I thought they completely just played the whole thing with Machado so wrong. Um, I know it was incentive based and he could have done this, but Machado's camp was telling the Sox and, and Jerry Reinsdorf pretty much from the get go. This is what I want, this guaranteed money. And it just you, you got to play the game. Yeah. If if you're not being told. It's one thing if you didn't know what the game was, but Jerry knew what the game was. Uh, and that was just so unfortunately, I, I think about it. I think about it quite a bit. And I think a, I think about it when we're about to kick off a new season, because it's wow, like we, we started good guys talk back with this, like kind of this promise, you know, like this is going to we're going to have the the superstar for the next like maybe decade. Mm -hmm. eight to 10 years. And, and here we are, we're, we're kind of through all of that. It's washed over us. And now we're kind of starting a little bit, something new. And it's, 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 it's really bizarre to me. Time flies when you're having good uh, fun, right, buddy? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, if you could write a book on everything that was supposed to happen and and, and, you know, didn't happen, the small things that did happen and all the twists and turns uh, from fall of 2018 to now, as we sit here in 2023. Uh, you should write that book. 
it could be a giveaway. If they don't have any of their ideas, uh, <laughs> it, it could be one of their giveaways. And they could do a bobblehead of Nick Morawski. <laughs> there you go. Signing his book for people. That's a great <laughs> idea. I wonder how long it takes to write a book. Um, oh, I'm sure not that long. No, uh, I'm not very learned in man like you. That's well a long educated. weekend. Would you classify a long weekend as, as four days? Or is that an extended weekend? Mm, a long weekend, I would say, is a three. Okay. When you get the, the wraparound situation involved, that's mm. that's an extended weekend. Boy. Easy there. Uh, you're, having, you're having some different weekends. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think in a in a wraparound weekend, I you could, if you really, you know, lunch pail and hard hat, you, you could probably, you could get that figured out. If you, if you write a book over a four-day weekend, um, I, I'll mow your lawn for, for a year, Nick. Okay. okay. You that, get to I'll write in a book that. and uh, it's I gotta be that. like a real book. I mean, I'm not talking, you know, well, uh, I'm not going to be able to get it published in, in the four day. Well, you just got to write it. I'm not saying you got to get it published and doesn't put it have to be edited or anything. Just, no edits. Just, no, just, just write it. Just, okay. I, I'm going to say 250 pages, 250 pages. Yeah. Can you write 250 pages? Done. In a weekend? In a in a in a in a wraparound in a four day right. in a four day weekend? Sure. I'll I'll do that. I can okay. I, yeah. And you, I get to pick the topic. Well, yeah, you got it's gotta be okay. White Sox related. Oh, you gotcha. just told me what the topic was. What do you mean? I get to <laughs> pick right, the topic. This is the topic. You said you could write a book. I said there it is. <laughs> write the damn book. What do you mean? You're gonna pick a whole new topic on me now? Uh all right, no, this buy is, a book uh, other than what the topic you just said. Jerk store is the line. Uh, I'm staying Jeez. with jerk store. And Joseph. All right. Uh Pat, it is uh, it is always a pleasure talking White Sox with you, my friend. You know what, buddy? It is a pleasure talking to you about uh White Sox baseball as well. Can't wait to talk to you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel, and yep. uh we'll celebrate together. Yeah. We will celebrate. Folks, uh, thank you so very much for joining us uh, on the YouTube channel, live on Sunday nights, jumping in in the comments. Uh, some great conversation. Uh, audio available absolutely everywhere. You find your podcast. We're on Twitter X, at GoodGuysTV. We've got a Facebook fan page. Hey, for Pat Hester, I am Nick Morowski. Until next time, go Sox.